0: Welcome back to Movie Drunks, where we get drunk, we watch movies, and sometimes we talk about the movie. I'm Danny. I'm
1: Dan. Oh, I'm Safar. (laughs) Hi, Safar. I'm out of the routine at this point. Yeah. Who am I? Where am I?
0: We're in the studio. Why am I? In a simulation. Ah, I get it. I get it
2: later in the season. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Um, Yeah, so Hmm. special. Special time. Yeah. Uh, We uh, are doing the Avengers special on Infinity War and Endgame. So we're just talking about these two movies with a bunch of people that also were on the Mandalorian podcast. Uh, some new ones? Do uh, we have any new ones?
0: I, I forget, but maybe we had a new one.
2: Yeah, maybe. Well, if you're <laughs> new, yeah. Who
0: are you? Uh, we, yeah. I don't know. We, we had track. a lot of people for this, so it's
2: hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. So for this, the setup of this, we have six questions, just like last time, that we asked people about Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and we'll get into those, excuse me, and we'll get into those as we go along, but for now, um, We'll
0: get into those. Sorry. Just gonna... Wow, that took you a minute to just... Yeah. We had a look, and then...
1: Yeah. We want to restart this intro. No.
0: No, let's keep it. No, no. Good. Anyway. So. So, our first question that we had, and we'll let the question answers, answerers take it away, our guests, um... What was the most heartbreaking death or snap that isn't Tony Stark?
3: Hey there, this is uh, Nick Padula. I uh, was previously in the Casino Royale podcast as well as the Nightcrawler one. It's good to be back talking about the Avengers. Ah, that's... Hmm. Gotta think about that. No, I don't gotta think about that. I already thought about it. What am I fucking talking about? Groot. It's obviously Groot. That's the only right answer. Uh, But... Well, uh, eh, I don't know. I guess I'd say it's between Groot and uh, Peter Parker, because, I mean, you just see the confusion in Spider-Man's eyes, that's just heartbreaking. He doesn't know what's going on, he's scared, he wants to be held, and then he just turns to dust. And then Groot, I mean, if you don't like Groot, you might be a sociopath, so... Those are the first two that come to mind. At least it wasn't Baby Groot. If it was Baby Groot, that would be super fucked up. It was just kind of fucked up.
4: Uh, Hi, my name is James. Uh, I've been on the podcast before in the Emperor's New Groove episode and the Breakfast Club episode. Most heartbreaking snap I would have to say would be, a lot of people have to say it, I feel, Peter Parker. It's really sad watching him go... Because he's the only one that's seemingly aware of it, as a lot of people have theorized because of his spider sense, or his Peter Tingle as some might call it, and he can tell that it's not going to be good what comes next, and he's very nervous and scared. And to make it only worse is Tony has to witness this firsthand, directly in front of him. When he told him to not come along, and he caved in and let. Peter join on this trip to space, and you know Tony, that just wrecked him.
5: Hello, I'm John, and uh, I was on the Blade Runner episode and the Mandalorian episode from season one. Well, I feel like, you um, know, most tragic death. Everyone is going to go with is uh, is Peter Parker's, honestly. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna branch away from that group, and I'm gonna say Groot's death was actually pretty sad for me because does, I, I, correct me if i'm wrong does he call rocket raccoon like dad or some shit as he as he fucking like disappears which is yeah that's really fucking heartbreaking you know like that the fact that he's a different species from this from him he's a raccoon and the other one's a, a fucking bur- a branch you know he, he he sees him as his father figure that's kind of sad like i wouldn't i wouldn't like no parent wants to see their kid die I don't know, like, you, you, the, the feelings Ra- Rocket Raccoon is probably fucking going through at that moment, basically watching his what, what he con- would probably consider his kid die, kind of like Tony's. Like, it's, it's pretty much the same fucking thing. But a lot of people don't give that one attention for some reason.
6: My name is Bailey McGregor, and I'm currently drinking a Uncle Joe's Coffee Porter from In-Law Brewing Company. And I was on the Mandalorian podcast. Okay, so <laughs> the most heartbreaking death and Snap, that's not Tony. I have, I have an answer for both because I got way too into this. Um, <laughs> but I think the most heartbreaking death, in my opinion, is Vision. And it's because Wanda had to kill him with her bare hands because he asked her to so that he wouldn't suffer. And then all of that was completely erased because Thanos just reround time and brutally like slaughtered him in front of her. And you know, like basically uh, made him suffer tenfold. And I think the most heartbreaking snap is, I mean, probably the most popular answer is Peter Parker. I've seen a lot of discourse about this on the internet, but I also like to believe that he could feel it coming, but he just didn't know what it was because of his spidey senses. And that's why he he says, I don't feel so good. Mr. Stark is because I think his spidey senses are like going off and going crazy. And he doesn't know what, what it, what it means. And when he disintegrates and hugs Tony, that, like, killed me, and it made me cry in the theater so hard, and I don't cry in the theater very often.
7: Hi, my name is Chris. I got dragged on here again for, like, the seventh time, so I'm here to answer some questions about Avengers. Um, so I think probably the most tragic was definitely, uh, was definitely Spider-Man. I think just seeing Peter just, like... I'm not feeling so good, Mr. Stark. Like, it just kind of hit me because I think it just shows, like, you know, I'm not ready for this shit, you know, sort of thing. So I think it really, it, it hit me personally because it was just, like, the part where he just holds me, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I just kind of, I, I felt that. I was like, oh, no, he's going out. Like, I can't, you know, it's like, it, it felt really heavy compared to the other ones, the most heavy out of all the other ones.
0: So that was question one where are we most heartbreaking death or snap that isn't tony uh lots of great answers it, it, it's peter yeah it's peter peter's well okay peter might be the most tragic snap yes. but i said death or snap yep i did both okay i, I don't did-
1: think we have to talk about this question very long because they all covered it for us because the answers are vision and peter parker and there's nothing else that i will accept
0: what about oh. uh, what about groot i don't care about groot See, i
1: haven't seen group. any of the guardians movies
2: I, would, I would have yeah. a different pick for uh, death. Yeah. I, I have Loki. So I don't even oh, remember Loki. Loki. It surprised me that he died. Because I remember hearing a comment or an interview from before the movie started from one of the actors saying, like, within the first 10 minutes, you will know how big of a threat Thanos is. And it just started with a bang. Just yeah. kill off Loki. Kill just Loki. like that. Like, oh, shit. Okay. It's like,
0: now yeah, we're in real trouble. And but then yeah. he beats the shit out of the Hulk.
2: Yeah. And, like, Oh, yeah, well, and that's only with one stone. Yeah, so shit, yeah, with he, yeah, the only one stone. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: I don't even think he used the stone when he beat the shit out of no, the wall. No, he
2: didn't. Um, it was, uh, he got that from uh, whoever the uh, planet is with the... Uh, Xandar? Xandar, that one, hat yeah. one. Xandarians.
0: Uh, wait, let's talk about Vision. His death is so fucking brutal. Yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to have to agree <laughs> with Bailey and say that's Vision because he died twice. Once by the love of his life. I mean, of his android life. Yeah. And then brutally by the main villain, where he just takes his his big ass fingers and just jams them into into his skull mm. and rips it out, like uh. and then to die twice, like I'm not sure if he can feel pain. It sure it sure seemed like he could feel pain because he's like a synthetic human. Yeah, but like like damn, like to die twice. That's like that's tragic.
2: Talk about another snap that was very surprising besides just Peter I mean Black Panther he had just come out with the movie they had just gotten him a movie yeah. and every everybody was like on this high of Black Panther and then they just kill him off and we yeah. like
0: oh shit <laughs> I mean they made his like entrance in, in Infinity War look, look epic yeah or it was like where are we going or I, I know a place and like do 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 do. he's like <laughs> he's like we've to kind of forever and then he's fucking like you know what I mean it's like yeah. like I really, really hyped him up and then to kill him off such a big move, yeah. It was a, I mean, they killed a, off a lot of some, players, yeah. No, they killed off.
2: I'm gonna get to this later, but there's a uh, a pretty good trivia fact about this. I'll get to it in one of our later on questions. Um, but yeah, let's get into question number two right now, which is who is the most tragic survivor of Thanos's snap?
8: Hi, this is Fallen Joran, or from what you might know me as just plainly Joe. I was part of Movie Drunk's uh, podcast for The Conjuring and for the big showing for, like, The Mandalorian with everybody else. I could go with Wanda for this easily for that, but there's a ton of people that have suffered a lot. I mean, from Captain America leading, like, a group full of, like, people that have lost, like, a lot of people, it's just, like, telling that he just feels their pain because there was just like a lot of comrades that why did i even say comrades i i there was just a lot of people that just went but i if i had to say the most tragic survivor was uh was not quicksilver i'm already screwing up the question ronan the other guy hawkeye by god yeah it's hawkeye he lost his family for that he was suffering It's like when Black Widow was like trying to recruit him just to like go for that whole adventure and endgame and all that just to like reverse time and all that. Quinn just be like, don't don't tell me to believe in that. I I forgot the quote for that, but I would say his is like tragic. Just showing that from his perspective, it's it's everybody's pain. It hits so close to home with him along with everybody else losing somebody and everybody
7: i probably say black widow just because the fact that like she kind of ended up having to take over most of the work after the snap happened she kind of took over as like head of the avengers while like the world was like crumbling apart like even though it was like a few years after the snap happened it felt like she kind of got hit the the roughest of like trying to handle a certain situation that was in, even though it was like a few years later. You know, she was always like stressed out in Infinity War, so maybe I'll put out as Black Widow.
9: Hey guys, it's Megan again. I'm back from the Mandalorian episode, and now I'm back for the Mega Marvel episode. So I'm excited to share you guys my thoughts on it, um, Infinity War and Endgame. So let's go! This one was a particularly hard one. Um, all of them just Probably have immense amount of guilt, but I I think it comes down to two, in my opinion. I guess the first one would probably be Thor because he definitely took it the most. I mean, he had a full on like change. He had a you know kind of like a problem, and then he couldn't even say Thanos' name without getting emotional and full of guilt. So I can see where he's coming from. And then I would also say ant man because he has no idea because he was in the quantum space or whatever he gets out of it and he's just like this place looks like an apocalyptic world where the heck am i and just and then he gets into like this memorial and tries to find his daughter i guess when we as the audience kind of see the memorial and then the uh the top of it says the vanished it kind of, I think that makes us realize that he, I guess he got the hint, and then trying to find his daughter, and then he found his own name, and then he's just like, what the heck? So I, I think that sure sign of like, what the heck is, what the fuck is going on? That's kind of like unfortunate to see things unfold without having no idea what's happening.
10: Hey, this is Joe Garcia. I've been on the podcast twice for The Mandalorian and for Work of Wall Street, which was a Great time. Stalks. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about Endgame and Infinity War. Let's go. My tragic survivor, my tra- tragic survivor is actually Thor. Thor went through so much uh, leading up to in the end of Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, he, you know, we see it more in Endgame, how badly it affected him, but him just, he lost all of his friends. He was, you know, he, he was supposed to be the hero And he failed, and it just weighs on him, I feel, so much more than anyone else. And it shows in Endgame, I mean, you see him, he's Fat Thor, and he's, you know, depressed as hell. Like, he's going through depression. Like, other people are sad, yeah, but they went on with their lives. But Thor just, Thor falls apart, man. He, he, you know, I I relate to it. It's like, you know, sometimes life's hard. And, like, for him, man, those years were
4: hard. Uh, so I would say the most tragic survivor, in my opinion, would be Rocket. In Wakanda, he watched Groot fade away in front of him uh, as you heard him pleading like, Groot, um, and bye-bye Groot. Uh, and then not only that, he he was separated from the rest of the Guardians when Thor and Groot went and Rocket went to that star, I can't even remember the name of it, um, the dwarf thing. Um. And uh, yeah, they come back, they go to Wakanda, they fight. And then uh, later on, he'll find out that every other guardian is also gone. He's the only one left. Peter, uh, Drax, and Nebula. No, Nebula. She survived. Gamora and Mantis. That's that's the other uh, green one. Um, she, They all, yeah, got snapped. He had no one left at all after that. Hello again, movie drunks
11: audience uh this is anthony Benice. i am the man with the hot takes hot takes only uh that's 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 how i prefer to be we're the most tragic survivor of the snap rocket i think again he didn't have anyone except for Gru in guardians of the galaxy and he lost every he lost all the guardians he lost mantis he lost quill he lost i mean he lost gamora when thanos got the soul stone so I think Rocket's up there. I have another answer too. an end game when they're all at that survivors coping meeting. The gay guy at that at the meeting, the guy who was like, you know, I went out on this first di- on a date. I think that guy was the saddest or was the most heartbreaking, like goes out on a date. His, the, the guy he's on the date with um, starts crying at the salad. And then the guy and then the guy who was speaking makes it all the way to dessert, and then he starts crying. Like, that was just tragic. That was heartbreaking. You you think that, you look at all of the other characters, like NPCs for all intents and purposes, in that movie, who were affected by the snap, you don't really get a good look at them, but that guy, that guy had it bad.
6: All right, the most tragic survivor of Thanos' snap is Thor, and I will never shut up about it. I... (laughs) Will go down with this theory. Uh, I think he is the most like tragic survivor because he just—he's reeling right out of the gate in Infinity War because he just lost his entire planet. He lost his parents. He just watched his brother get his neck snapped by Thanos. He lost his hammer because his older sister was a bitch, and I love her. Um, And then he lost his—he lost. He just had to watch his friends disintegrate, a good majority of them. Uh, disintegrate because he came in trying to save the day and withdraw all that effort to get Stormbreaker only to n- be told that he should have gone for the head and be mocked by Thanos. So he's reeling all of Infinity War and all of Endgame sulking in all this guilt because he feels as though he failed which he did. Um, and he has to carry the weight that he could have ended. He could have killed Thanos before he snapped but he just didn't aim high enough. And I think that that's like really messed up when you think about it and I feel like Thor's mental health throughout the entirety of Infinity War and Endgame is completely ignored and overlooked and only acknowledged when they want to make a joke about how fat he is I mean that bothers me a lot they I don't think they delve far enough like they don't pay much attention to him other than that and what he pro- what he went through and what he's going through and you know they, they deal with that with Tony Stark a lot. Um, especially in Iron Man 3. I mean, it was all about his uh, mental health and his reaction to what happened in the Avengers. And it, that is a common theme all the way through all of the Avengers movies is Tony Stark's emotional state. And I feel like they don't focus enough on other characters and what they were probably going through for being one of them. So that's who I think has is the most tragic survivor of Thanos' snap.
0: All right. So question two down, that was uh, most tragic survivor of Thanos' snap. Uh, really good answers all around. It uh, looks like we had Thor and Rocket are the only ones who had two out of everyone. Uh, so th- those seem to be the more tragic survivors compared to the other ones. But um, I wanted to highlight a few of them. First of all, Hawkeye uh, was a good choice because he lost his family and then eventually Natasha, which is a good point I'll bring up later. We have a, we have a talking point on um, whether it should have been Clint or Natasha mm-hmm. who uh, gets the Soul Stone in Endgame. And also, I wanted to highlight the gay guy was a very good answer that nobody yes. nobody yeah. picked. Benice, Benice hot, coming in clutch with the uh, and not really a high take, but that was just
2: a good answer. Like,
0: yeah, no, I don't know how none of us thought of that. I mean, that I mean, if we're if we're talking about the human the human toll that the snap took on everybody, even our main characters, that's just a great microcosm for just like. This uh, this doesn't affect this doesn't just affect our main characters. It affects the entire universe.
2: Yeah, I mean they delve into that a lot more in Spider-Man: Far From Home and WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier even. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think that like oh yeah, it doesn't just revolve around all the heroes. It revolves around everyone in yeah.
0: the world. Honestly, yeah, it's um, a great. An- great answer, Benice. I know I hated you from the Mandal- Mandalorian because you you said something about Luke Skywalker. Star
2: Wars. This is Marvel. Yeah,
0: Marvel. We so, agree. We agree more on Marvel, uh, well, so I'm happy about that.
2: Yeah. Um, so, do you have an answer for this, uh, Danny?
0: <laughs> uh, for, yeah, for me, I have. Um, I'd say Wanda, but she isn't a survivor of Thanos' snap because Wanda, like Wanda. I just want to highlight WandaVision for a second. WandaVision, amazing. It, it delves into into one character's grief so well, and because I think the most tragic death is Vision, it just a- it plays more into that. Mm. Um, and I just I love I love that, but because she isn't a survivor of Thanos' snap, um, I'm going to pick Tony because his his whole arc and pretty much the MCU at large is all about um, reconciliation with fathers and uh, fatherhood and that relationship um, and that relationship as a whole, like between um, Tony Stark and Spider Man. He is his father basically, and to see a surrogate son die right in front of him. Oof, man, that, that's like the, another microcosm of the MCU all in one scene. Coming back to the uh, the gay guy from the last point that Benice had, um,
2: he was played by the director, Joe Russo. That was oh, just a yeah. little trivia. I
0: totally forgot, forgot to mention that. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, that was... Great cameo. Yeah, he also cameoed in uh, Winter Soldier as well. Um, him and Anthony, I believe,
0: cameoed in that as the doctors for uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they that they do that. They they also try to include a lot of community ca- uh, actors and in... Arrested Development. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because Tobias is in one of the one of the cages or uh, in the collector's cages, right? I think
2: so. That and like in the airport scene in Civil War, you can see like the um the the truck for Arrested Development. Or whatever, oh, the, like the the the, yeah. this, this, the chair, the yeah. chair or the whatever know, it what, is. the, the uh, stair car. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can see that um, there or something. I I've never seen it, but apparently it's there. Um. Okay, getting back to Tragic Survivors here for a second. Um, yeah, who's your pick? Mine's Rocket, hands down. Okay. I am a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Like, one and two are up there in my top movies from Marvel ever. And knowing that Rocket loses everything, every one, and he, it makes you feel so much for his character, especially losing Groot, who has been with him the longest. Yeah. He just, he's like, oh. <laughs> and then how group possibly says quote, unquote, dad.
0: Oh, it's, he, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, it's like, oh, <laughs>
2: but, oh, my God. And then, like, I mean, yeah, I guess Quill, whatever. I think he had a pretty good uh, uh, relationship with Drax and Gamora, I guess. Yeah. But still, it's.
1: I'm glad that we just whatever, Quill.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, like Peter we're Plank. gonna get into Quill a lot later <laughs> with this, but yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, uh, well, b- back to the talking point. Um, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. So, uh, what a, should have been should have been Clint or Natasha who sacrifices themselves um, at the, at the to get the Soul Stone in Endgame. I I'm not really sure where I land on this. Maybe I come to an answer when, when you guys answer. But yeah, what do you guys think?
2: I
1: Natasha.
0: Yeah, she should have died without yeah. a doubt. See, I mean because wh-
1: like as harsh as it is and I could my answer could change in 2 days, 1 day technically. Yeah. When Black Widow comes out, um catch that episode soon. But what does she have to lose? Clint
0: True. Yeah, she she doesn't have much to lose. I mean, it makes sense to the characters. See, yeah, it, make, it, make, it makes sense. to The characters. It's and like stuff. I
1: understand. in the grand scheme of the Avengers, obviously, Black Widow is a much bigger player than Hawkeye has ever been and probably will be. But mm. when you look at it as the people of like Clint and Natasha, what does she have to lose?
0: Yeah, she does. She only has what to lose? Cap. <laughs> well, yeah. she has that. She has that speech in Endgame where it's like, I lost my. Like this is the only family that I have. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've gone from uh, one spy to another and then I finally found a home with the Avengers, and now that's split up. That's Well, it's split up, and then it literally split up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah,
2: it's, I,
0: yeah, no, Natasha,
2: for sure, I mean, yeah, again, she has nothing to lose, and Clint has his whole family yeah. still, and he, if they get them back, like, they don't want them to be without a father and everything, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they also set up a Hawkeye series, so, I mean, <laughs> I
0: don't know how they're gonna set it up, yeah. but it's
2: coming, yeah.
0: <laughs> Like, well, when it comes to that, like, I'm, I'm just going to be the, the play devil's advocate. I'm going to say Clint. Because. But why? Because I think cathartically and narratively, it would make a way bigger impact to, to the story. It would have a lot more avenues to, of storytelling to tell after if he died. I think because
1: Well, I mean, I think. So, are you trying to say that you would have more stories to tell because Natasha would still be alive?
0: No, because you could tell a story of of like of like, like just a regular M. You know how we're talking about with the gay guy. Um, he's a microcosm for like yeah. the regular MCU. You could have just a the just a, a family drama in the MCU.
1: See, but I think not the father. I think it's less because Natasha dying made more of an impact because she's a more well loved character. Yeah. So like from the audience perspective, they're gonna feel it more, and it's like if Hawkeye dies, like. Like you know that it wouldn't affect Cap the way that like Natasha dying would, or it's like like Bruce Banner is probably not gonna like bat an eye if Clint dies, but like losing Natasha probably hurt a little bit. Yeah,
0: he threw yeah, a bench. They have that that half assed romance. <laughs> so romance it's like arc. he threw a bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's I don't think there is any benefit story wise at least to losing Clint because like no what are we.
0: I think you could really enhance the Hawkeye show. You could have the story of—I mean, I know Kate Bishop isn't isn't his daughter, or is it—isn't it
1: she
4: a daughter?
0: I don't think she's his daughter. Ah, oh, well, you have perfect story potential because he's training her in the beginning of Endgame. So he's like, "Hey, nice shot, Hawkeye!" Like she's already set hes already setting her up.
2: That—that's not Kate Bishop.
0: I know, okay. but I'm saying you, you could make you could make his okay. daughter Kate Bishop. Okay, and have her potentially because then that then you'd be like my—you know—who else is is ready for the mantle other than her? You know what I mean? I don't even know her name, but yeah. I feel like he, I feel like he, you know you could have like the tragedy of that just like that that, that the tragedy right there. I guess that's my point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we should leave that up to our listeners and see what they think about this. Should it have been Natasha or Hawkeye? I mean, both me and Seb say Natasha because it, it just makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We didn't, bitch. We didn't know the story. As much, I don't think, with uh, Natasha. And that's what kind of made it secret. But she also had all these relationships relationships with Cap, with
0: um, Iron Man. I agree. She was more integral to the Avengers than Clint was because he he sat out on all of Infinity War and nobody cared. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: All right, let's get on to question number three. Uh,
11: Most iconic moment. I think the most iconic scene in the movie... Was actually very early on. Was when Hulk and Banner, for all you know, they get blasted back into Earth through um, the Sanctum, and he's just kind of like laying there in like the rubble of the stairs, and you just see Hulk, you know, so, see Hulk go from Hulk back to Banner, and Banner just says, "Thanos is coming, bro." That's iconic. Like this entire. Universe was made for that moment. You know what I mean? This is the time Thanos is finally coming to Earth. He let Loki fuck it all up with New York with the Raiden Avengers, but now Thanos is coming to finish the job. And also, this is Banner's first time back in like three
12: years. I think that's incredibly iconic. I, I actually would have two for this. For endgame. It's obviously the the lineup, the all the people coming through while Thanos is uh, has his whole army amassed. Like movies don't bring tears to my eyes, but when I saw that in the theaters, I was like, Ugh <gasps> oh, heart stopped." And then I'm not sure why I like this scene so much, but in Infinity War. When, they're, when all the remaining Avengers are trying desperately to keep Thanos away from Vision, and Captain America, barehanded, grabs the Infinity Gauntlet and has, like, a showdown of will with Thanos. Perfect.
5: Well, I feel like everyone's gonna say when Captain America says, you know, Avengers assemble. That's definitely, like, the go-to number one it's what everyone was waiting for all these fucking years of these of these films. Yeah, I mean I, I, that's probably the most iconic moment, but I think my my favorite moment is when Captain America gets the fucking hammer. Like that that was just fucking incredible. Everyone cheered equally at that point. But I also enjoyed when Spider-Man came back and Tony finally gave him a hug.
13: Hi. My name is Michael Gitlin. I've been on The Mandalorian season 2. And uh, I've also done Jurassic Park, We're the Millers, and A Quiet Place Part 2 with Dan and Danny. Most iconic moment, I'd have to say, was definitely in Infinity War with Rocket and the Winter Soldier just, like, doing the whole circling around while shooting relentlessly. That definitely was a staple for me.
10: So most cinematic moment definitely has to be when uh, Captain America pick us, picks up the hammer, like just that shot, the smile, the hammer, like everything. Thor just being like, I knew it. And then just gets bitch slapped away. And then he just goes crazy with the hammer and the shield. Like, most iconic. Uh, like, when I think about these movies, that scene with him and Thor and Thanos, it, that's it. That, that's what my brain goes to. It's just great, it's perfect. I, I won't even say it's it's not even like the scene that comes after that, where everyone comes in. It's just that scene. I don't care about everyone showing up in the huge battle. I, I don't care. Just that scene. We're good. We're good. And the movie wrote the credits. We're, we're good.
9: I mean, come on. How could you forget that in the midst of fighting past Thanos, they forgot about Hulk uh, or Bruce Hulk, Bruce Banner Hulk snapping everyone back? Um, I guess because right after that, the explosion happened, so they didn't have time to, like, realize that they brought everyone back. And then when they actually brought everyone back, and the portals start coming out, and everybody's coming out. Oh, my God. I remember being in the theater with um, my best friend in high school of, like, 11 years. It was, like, hit me, him, and his parents going to see this movie. And I think we're the we were the only people there because we saw it, like, way later. But we we all stood up and we're like let's go, let's go. I like my hair like my l- limbs and like my toes and my fingers were all like crunched up and I was like screaming at the top of my lungs. That was a great moment. It was a, that was an amazing scene. I also like to say I think it was Infinity War as well when um, it's like Cap and Black Widow and everybody are trying to fight the space dogs when they like first open the gate and they all just start charging in. There was a moment that I pointed out that I really, really enjoyed. And it was um when in the midst of the space dog fight, it was Proxima Midnight versus uh, Wanda, Black Widow, uh, Okioi, uh, like, all together, and they're all, like, fighting, like, girls on girls. I thought that was sick. I don't know. There's something about Proxima Midnight that I really like. I really like her out of, like, the core, um, Thanos gang, if you will. Um, I know there's a name for it, but I forget what it is, but I, I don't know. I really liked her, and then when all of them were fighting her at once, I thought that was pretty cool. Shout out to the ladies. Let's go.
3: Well, if I was answering this ironically, I'd say the girl power moment where all the female uh, Avengers-adjacent characters show up and go, like, girls, get it done. Actually, I think that's the boys' quote, making fun of that scene. But anyways, definitely not that scene. Um, I mean, for me, in the theater, seeing the iconic, like, and I'm Iron Man snap, and the theater, like, erupting in applause, that's... That's pretty iconic. That's hard to top. But I guess in terms of iconic, it could also work like the snap itself is iconic, but not in like a fun way. But like in a, oh fuck, I've never seen anything like this. What the fuck is happening? Kind of iconic. So I guess I guess that's two answers. Both the snap itself and then the snap that uh, finally kills Thanos.
14: Hi, my name is Alyssa. I'm one of Dan's friends from college. Um, I was also on the uh, Mandalorian podcast. Um, which was a ton of fun. So I'm excited to be doing this one. This one's kind of hard because I have like a couple that could really be like the most iconic moment. Um, Obviously we're going to sit here and say that Tony picking up the like gauntlet and being like, I am Iron Man snap. Like that was insane. But as much as I hate her, as much as I completely loathe Brie Larson in the entirety The entirety of Captain Marvel, when like they had that weird like I don't want to say feministic uh, scene, but when all of them were like, or when she was like, "Oh, I you got something for me, Peter Parker," and then they all kind of like guided him back to I think it was Tony to like back to him to give him the gauntlet or whatever. I don't know. Um, That was pretty cool too. But honestly, I think most iconic is definitely Tony in the snap.
1: Why did nobody talk about Captain America?
2: Yeah, none of our... Uh, I mean, I, I think there are a few that didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. possibly,
0: but...
1: I'm a little offended.
0: <laughs> Wait, so like, what specifically about Cap are you, are you talking about? With him catching
1: Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. Why did not nobody talk about that?
0: Yeah, someone talked about Thor. Yeah, one, person one person talked
1: about that. There's I expected everybody to talk about it, and then I wasn't going to talk about it because I didn't want to have the same answer as everybody. But everybody's out here talking about Tony snapping, which, wow, that is great. Not what I thought of. That was not my first thought thinking of the iconic moment. I have, okay. like, four. Okay. So I'm going to go through my list. I agree with Alyssa as much as I hate Brie Larson and her entire existence, except for that, like, two-minute time span in Scott Pilgrim where she's singing that song and I want to fuck her because holy fuck. Um, she can fuck right off. I love the moment um, with Captain Marvel coming down and then, like, everyone kicking ass. I got to say, I do really, really love that. That okay, appeals to my basic-ass little feminist heart that's inside of me somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, like, so... Um, yeah, I was gonna mention like another iconic scene. As much as I hate Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, um, you can't deny the um, when she enters, when she's like like all the, the things start to aim up yeah, at, up in mm-hmm. the air. It's like, what are they aiming at? What are they shooting at? And it, like, it's like, oh my god, it's Captain Marvel. You like, know, that's if pretty they epic.
1: if they treated Captain Marvel in her own movie like they did in Endgame,
2: so three minutes yeah. of screen time. <laughs> yes, yes, three minutes of screen. That's all we need. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: Now I'm sad.
2: <laughs> that's all she had in Endgame was three I minutes. Don't,
1: you know, but she if they p- just if they made her as cool in her own movie as they did in Endgame, mm-hmm. I would be so on board with this. Yeah. But her movie fucking sucked. And yeah. that's why everybody hates her for being so cool in Endgame. Because her movie sucked.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. maybe the Marvels would be better, but... No. We'll, just have to,
0: we'll just have to see. Well, she'll be, she'll be sharing even less screen time. Well, I mean, yeah,
2: she's got... Um,
0: so what we're
1: saying what? is as long as she has less than four minutes of screen time in the Marvels, <laughs> it'll be okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
1: anyway, to my other three, because I'm yeah, not done yeah. talking. No, this yeah, is my question. Oh, yeah. Um, a very, Two very, very small moments. So I, I will preface this. I haven't seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I don't really care about them. They're on my back burner. Is it? It is what it is. Every time that Drax was on the screen in these movies, loved it. <laughs> and I'm very specifically talking about the potato chip scene.
0: <laughs> my, my reflexes just are slow. I you don't still
1: see. make jokes about him being invisible like that <laughs> pretty frequently. And then in my intro, we had the joke of, uh, it was I think it was Where is Gamora? Who is Gamora? And then why is Gamora? <laughs> yeah. That was also Drax. Yeah, an icon. Yeah, like with these little these little underappreciated moments. That I mean, definitely not underappreciated moments. But these are the little things that stuck out as iconic to me. That was my four answers, I
14: think.
0: All right, awesome. Um, I, I just wanted to highlight Nick's answer as the snap itself because I don't know about you guys, but all I think about when I snap now is just Thanos. Like whenever I think about that, I'm like, oh, I'm inevitable, you know. And then, I am Iron Man. You know, that's all I think about whenever I hear uh, see snapping. So I thought I thought the snap itself was very creative and good answer. Yeah, what's your answer though? My answer is on your left. Uh, made me literally giddy in the in the movie theater. You remember? <laughs> but I'm like on your left. I'm like yeah, jumping up and down in my seat. Um, that whole sequence back back to back from Cap standing off against Thanos army to him getting Mjolnir on it, and then on your left, and then everyone coming in is like the definition of iconic. Like, you can't, like, this is, that that whole sequence is exactly what this entire, like what Benice said, this is what the whole universe was made for, just to have that, that great moment of just, like, icon, icon, and iconology, iconicized, you know. You're just making up worse now. Yeah. All that's right. how amazing it was.
1: Doctor Strange saying that this is the one.
0: Yeah. That's another great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um,
2: I know we started off by talking about the hammer and how, like, no talked about it. Yeah, it's cool and all. But, like, yeah, it's cool the and all. devastation after Thanos' snap is just a gut punch that rocked everyone. And that is my iconic moment. Yeah. Like, not Tony's snap, Thanos' snap in an Infinity War. Um, That's iconic? Yes. Because of the, tr- here's the trivia fact: of the 24 characters visible on the main poster for Infinity War, 12 live. 12 die. Perfectly balanced. Hmm. Just interesting. Just, just like the universe. He's, inv- he's inevitable. Yeah, It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very cool. And I,
1: I gotta say, I know we'll get into this question later, so I won't go too much into it, but that's why I loved Infinity War so much is because it did the one thing that the movies never do and the good guys lost for once. And mm-hmm. I know that like a year later, they took it back and they won and everything. Yeah, but you had but to it's, sit for a year. It's so nice. Honestly, like as painful as... Like, I spent... 45 like the moment peter parker faded away to the moment the end credit scene ended i was crying (laughs) like i was crying for a good 30 to 45 minutes nonstop. but it's like no other movie has given me that feeling of just like so much just sadness and remorse and like shock because you don't think it's gonna happen because you never think the good guys are gonna lose Mm -hmm. and it's so so refreshing to see that happen
2: Let's talk about our group chat for a second. We had a whole group movie chat movie drawn J.K. Simmons. No, the Facebook one where Damn. everyone had like. Think in our group chat. No, but we can. It has a K in it for what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> um, somebody said K to me, and it spawned <laughs> oh my a God. whole fucking thing <laughs> where everybody just started saying K K K or and just arguing about it.
0: Yeah, it was, um, it was very intense, and people should not be that <laughs> upset about one letter in the alphabet.
2: <laughs> Dude, it was so funny, though, because like, I looked away from my phone for 10 minutes, and there were 200 messages. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> happened?
0: <laughs> just all-out chaos. Yeah. Just from someone saying, okay, was it Benise? I think it was Benice. I don't know who said it, yeah, but I was the one that instigated it, because I hate when people say K in text. <laughs> yeah, but- I think, I think Benise said K, and then Megan's just like, what the fuck are you doing with the K? No, it was me. I was the one oh, that inst- you said, I okay. instigated it. And oh, then I think
2: Megan agreed. And then yeah. we kind of like went from there. Alyssa
0: yeah. was vi- – I remember Alyssa specifically was vicious about
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she took some jabs at Chris. That was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, a, that's just a little thing I wanted to bring up. Um, let's get into question four right now. Actually. Oh. It was Christopher.
0: Oh, Chris said Christopher. K.
1: Christopher started it all. And then you said K in parentheses, rolling your eyes.
2: And then I think I instigated the the violence. You said,
1: don't make us kick you. (laughs) Chris said that Danny started it. You said. I didn't start it. You said that he said K and you were just saying it so the people in the back could hear. And then Anthony responded with the K
2: and then everybody else Uh, comes back. uh, That was so. Oh, my God. All right.
0: Let's, so note note to everybody, do not say K in the group chat.
2: I don't think we've used the group chat in months. Yeah, we so have. So let's just... No! You just wrote, Why would you, no, do you that? just restarted it.
1: I scrolled all the way up as you are saying, note to self, don't say K in the group chat, <laughs> as you were saying that I was hitting send. <laughs> I am inevitable.
2: Well, shit. All right. Let's get into question number four here. Um, so what is everybody's... Um, Favorite callback to past MCU films?
8: From everybody and even myself, Thor The Dark World was, to me, uh, at least in my opinion, a terrible film. But when Thor goes back through that time in Dark World, just to see his mom and just, like, telling him about, like, his past failures and all that, she still finds him, like, a good son and being worthy. And, you know, with all the feels and all that, just empowering him to like push through to like the final fight and all that and to prove that point he lifts his hand and the hammer comes back to him and he's just like i'm still worthy that, that that's a good callback to me just like everything that he was gone through from infinity war just becoming you know like his down on his luck uh image and attitude in end game just coming back to that one moment in time i think just sells on his character it's so it was so satisfying
4: so my favorite callback would be uh when we see uh war machine roadie and uh nebula on morag uh and you they see them uh with peter quill who's dancing to come and get your love by Redbone. really good uh i just love seeing Peter dancing and the comment from Rody was like, is he always as much of an idiot or something? Yeah. Then he just gets wrecked in the face.
13: Uh, this, this is going to be a little weird, but I'd say my favorite callback moment was definitely an end game when Ant-Man goes into his gigantic size again and just pops out of, of rubble that I did not see coming. And I thought that was great. Uh, coming back from what was it a uh, civil war?
5: Only because I grew up watching this there this actor and my grandfather because my because my grandfather made me watch him. I was surprised to see Robert Redford back in in uh in Infinity War because prior to that he he retired from acting. So I don't know how the hell they got him back, but they they got him back and he was you know he was there he was the villain in a uh, well somewhat villain in um. Which one was it? Ultron. Yeah, I think he was the villain, of Ultron, and then he was he was somehow there, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Robert Redford's back. Oh, was that in Winter Soldier? Okay, my fault.
7: Trying to think. I think I think probably one of the biggest callbacks was Red Skull being in it. I know, like, I think he was like a complete. I know was I don't know if he was like considered like. The Grim Reaper, or something on that part where like they had to get the Soul Stone, but I kind of felt like I was like, wait, where does he connect all this? Like, didn't he die at the end of um, the first Avengers movie or uh, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger? So it kind of felt kind of weird having him just come, kind of come out of nowhere, and no one knows who he is besides Captain America. So that was kind of an interesting take on it.
11: I have two for this one again for most surprising callbacks. One of them is obviously very iconic. My, my opinion was the on your left when everyone kind of comes back to life after Hulk snaps them all back into existence. The other one that I really, really liked. So in Infinity War, Tony and Pepper are like finishing up their run through the park and what everything like that. And Tony's telling Pepper about this dream about the daughter that they had and names them after uh, Pepper's like crazy eccentric uncle Morgan And then in the very next movie, he has a daughter and her name is Morgan. Like, maybe for me, I didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, wow. Like, that that was like a really nice callback. Even if it was the shortest callback. I thought that one was really, really cool.
12: Hi, my name is Nate. I've been on the Rise of Skywalker episode and I've been on the Mandalorian episode. I would say that. When Captain America is fighting his past self, and he's struggling against his former self, former self has him in a headlock, and he does something very like manipulative and un Captain America like. He tells himself that Bucky's alive to get the upper hand in the fight, and. That was a crazy callback to previous movies, but also really memorable because it showed how much Steve has learned and grown as a character. And this, right on the heels of him manipulating the Hydra agents into giving him the Mind Stone. <laughs> the whole thing was masterfully
2: done. That is America's ass. What? Some, some pretty good answers in here. Um... Of course, Chris has to talk about Red Hood or Red Red Hood. Red Hood, (laughs) Red 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 Skull. Red
0: Skull. Yeah, that he's wearing a hood in the movie, so I I don't blame you.
2: Okay, so of course Chris has to talk about Red Skull because it involves Nazis and going back to World War II. Nazis and cars. It's always with Chris. Um, We love you, Chris. We have to to point these out every time, man. It's just so (laughs) circumstantial. Um, But yeah, there's so many good callbacks. Um, You know, there's obviously the hammer. Um. There's Thor seeing his mom again. There's yeah. Morgan saying she wants cheeseburgers. There's uh, oh. the elevator scene. There's Rocket having some random missing like appendage, like he did in the first oh, Guardians yeah. movie. He had the eye. In I'll it. get
0: that arm. <laughs> he had the fucking
2: eye. At for some reason in this one. um yeah. But I think I'm gonna have to do when they all went they went back to New York that whole uh
0: like. The whole sequence.
2: sequence. I'd say that, honestly. Just because there's so many in that. You get to see the Sorcerer Supreme again with Hulk. You get to see um, Tony dress as a guard to get the Tesseract. Mm -hmm. And you get to see Cat fight himself. And you get the good old, I could do this all day. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, that's America's ass. It is America's ass. And, yeah, like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you said the elevator scene – with Cap, uh, that's that's my pick, yeah. uh, because it brought back some old actors that recreated one of the best scenes in one of the best MCU movies, while also giving a nod to the comics where Cap is an undercover agent, which it didn't didn't work out too well. He's an under Hell undercover Hydra, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just thought I thought that was nice, and then we, we brought back the secretary, um, like uh, John was saying with Robert Redford, um, which yes. I thought like I'm surprised they got him back because he he did retire, and he so. never does two movies twice. Yeah interesting
2: yeah that is very interesting I was like, yeah. Ooh, okay so i know james brought this up but like um star lord on morag when you just see him just dancing there and gets punched in the fucking face yeah oh my
0: God. so he's, all, he's always so he's an idiot yeah he's, <laughs> pretty much an idiot <laughs> Bonk. Um, <laughs> go to horny joe
2: yeah go to horny joe all right go to <laughs> um yeah so now we have another little talking point we want to get to here unless you want to do you have anything else? No, nope, I got nothing else. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I came ill prepared.
2: Yeah, we could have <laughs> asked this to um, as a seventh question, but we never really thought to ask it because I'm pretty sure we're just dumb and didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. But um, who is the most likely Avenger
0: to get a beer with? Yeah. Uh, I want. I think everyone. Everyone would say Thor, since he's the big drinker. But I would much rather have a drink with Tony. Just because he's he'd be more fun to like kind of bounce off of, you know what I mean? Because he he would have a quip for everything, and then you know we'd be buddy buddy. So it's not necessarily about the drinking; it's about just getting a beer and hanging out, you know. See, I I would be one of the basic ones that would say Thor, but I
2: also would actually like to have one with Captain America because I feel like he could teach you some things. Like he's been yeah. around for over a hundred years. I mean, I know oh. Thor's been around for fucking ever, but he's just a big drinker and would just
0: get drunk. Yeah.
2: That's sh- that well, Thor. Really
0: cool. Well, are we going before or after the snap? Because I, I don't think I want to get a beer with Sad Thor. Yeah, I don't want to get, like, at his, at his prime. like Playing
2: Fortnite against Wong.
0: Yeah, like, I'd want Age of Ultron. Yeah, oh, wait, it's it's against Wong, right? That, that's, that's the whole yeah, thing Yeah, I'm theory. pretty sure it's confirmed. He's new Master 69. Noob, yeah,
2: new Master 69 is Wong. <laughs> I think that was just kind of, like, a joke they threw in there. But, that's amazing. Um, yeah, that, that would be kind of funny if it actually was Wong. It's just... I love that
0: theory. Well, speaking of theories, um, there was that new WandaVision end credit scene um, that came out. Yeah.
2: So I mentioned this to Danny a little earlier, and it looks like they re-edited something in the WandaVision finale. It was the post-credit scene where you know it's flying in, um, trying to find Wanda in this secluded cabin or whatever. There's a shadow now going over the trees, like it's someone going towards the cabin. That was not there before.
0: Yeah. And... There's a, there's a few theories out there. Um, most most likely one is gonna is that it's Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. right? But um, other people are saying it's White Vision, and one that I thought was very interesting is that it's Loki messing with the timelines. Oh, I thought that would be kind of cool.
2: That would be cool.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I like didn't he, hear like, that one. Yeah, like he's like they come come the shimmering kind of yellow like time portal thing, but oh. and then maybe that's like what the like the whooshing thing was.
2: Oh, maybe. Yeah, step had to step out for a second for this question, so we are, uh, we're we're going to get on to question number five, which is what, Danny?
0: I forgot. Um, <laughs> favorite scene or sequence in either Infinity War and or Endgame? I, I know it's fucked up to say,
3: but I want to say, again, I, I don't like repeating myself, but I want to say the snap. Not favorite because, like, oh, that's fucking cool, bro, but, like favorite because it like changed the marvel universe in such a way that no one's ever seen before in any superhero property where it's like oh hey all these like favorites are fucking basically dead even though everyone knows they're gonna come back to life in that moment that was that was a game changer and so i i guess i'd go with the snap and and i i guess maybe marvel fans might hate me for it but uh fuck them
5: and my, my favorite sequence has to be when they go back in time and they're in they're in new york during the, the invasion and in, from the first film and you know they're all changed they're all different they know what they did wrong and hulk's just like uh blah blah blah, blah to beat up a car or whatever and I, I, I laughed a lot at that scene but also seeing fucking peter dinklage as a huge fucking man that was incredible
9: I mean, I really love both movies, so it's very hard to really pinpoint a favorite scene, but I would list one, and one that really stood out to me was um how Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Drax and Mantis were trying to get uh, Thanos's gauntlet off of his arm before he could snap his fingers. Oh, and and uh Star-Lord, um P- uh Peter Quill because I get apparently that was the uh, how they planned it out was his idea because he said it in the movie but i think that was it was very intense and it would be like one superhero after another superhero gets thrown off by thanos and another one comes in then two then four trying to like pry it out and then it's like it's spider man and uh iron man trying to get <laughs> they're just prying it out and they're so close and then it gets ruined. Because ultimately, how Thanos got the Soul Stone was to throw the present Gamora, or Gamora, excuse me, uh, had to sacrifice her and Bormir. And that sucked because they were so close. Like, you could see it. Like, it was literally off his arms. But because Peter or Star Lords lost it, it just, they lost it. They lost their chance, ultimately. But I just thought it was very very intense and very well thought out with the action as well because you just constantly were looking at so many things happening at once and people flying in and zooming in and um ultimately they were at a standstill until ultimately star lord lost his cool
14: this one's gonna be a joke but uh my favorite scene was when black widow died Sorry for any black widow stands. I do not like her. <laughs> She's boring. And I don't think Scarlett Johansson is a very good actress. Maybe she is a decent actress and they just didn't really write the character well, but I don't like her at all. So I was I was happy when she died.
13: My favorite scene of all is when Nebula shoots Nebula just because I hate the actress who plays that character. She's awful. She's I just seeing her die was enough to say, yep, that's it right there.
12: I really liked Thor's entrance scene in Infinity War immediately after getting his ass kicked by an actual star and he picks up the, the Stormbreaker and he just comes in ready to kick some ass. All the Avengers know, oh yeah, yeah, it's fucking over now. And then... This is going to be a little out there, but my favorite scene, like, sequence in uh, Endgame is when Thanos realizes he's been beaten. When Tony Stark snaps his fingers, Thanos has this, like, palpable realization on his face that everything he's done has been for nothing and that he's lost. And... Like, everyone in the audience knows it's a major sacrifice because there's no way Tony's going to survive it, right? But Thanos has realized, even beyond that, that he has failed in his mission, which has basically been the entire basis of the MCU. It is that satisfying moment where where the villain realizes he's been defeated.
10: Any scene with Fat Thor? Any scene with Fat Thor. So funny. So funny. I love how like the the backstory around it too, how they were like, oh, you're going to be fat for like one scene. And then you're going to suddenly get ripped again with the power of Thor. And Chris Helmsworth was like, no, Fat Thor depressed. We're going to keep this. We're going to keep this going. And when he sees his mom, oh, poor Thor. When he sees his mom, (laughs) he's, it's just like I can't do it. I can't do it, man. I didn't aim for the head, man. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so good. And his armor that just uh, at the end of the movie, how he's like still like so big and it's like so tight. It's just so funny. Everything, everything with Chris Hemsworth in that movie is it's just fantastic. I love I loved him in, as Thor. <laughs>
6: Okay, I have three uh, because I can't just pick one because I'm too indecisive. Obviously, like my favorite, I don't know if you want to call it a scene or a sequence, but really Tony Snap in Endgame is number one for me. Just because of how heavy that moment was. That was such a brutal moment and so heavy. And when he was just like, I'm Iron Man and he snaps, that just leveled me, brought me to my knees. I thought it was great in terms of like execution and the way they did it. I thought it was really well done. Um, I my second one is Thor getting Stormbreaker because I'm a nerd for that. I adore that entire Stormbreaker storyline in the comic books. I adore it. Um, and then three is everyone coming back after Tony Snap. So those are my like my favorite scene sequences out of um, Endgame and Infinity War.
8: Hands down, when it was just the very tail end of Endgame with the fight with just captain america thor and iron man just fighting thanos just this vicious fight and like iron man turning t- turning towards uh to dr strange and him just raising his hand for like one like his finger just showing that this is that one time where uh in all possible realities that yes he can beat thanos with with Stealing the infinity, like, gems. And when Thanos was just like, I am inevitable snap, but the gems weren't there, obviously. Iron Man just, with his infinity gauntlet, just, like, saying, I am Iron Man. And doing that snap just to end Thanos right there. That was amazing. That's just my favorite sequence from that entire movie that just sells it just paid off everything from the mcu it's a satisfying epic conclusion yes it was sad that tony died from that tragic but it was so fitting
0: so that was question number five four that was five it's five callbacks is four get it right
2: oh okay Okay, um, yeah. So, my favorite scene of sequence is um, I, I always want to say Thanos to snap, but that was my iconic moment. So I'm not going to say that twice. I'm going to say it was um, when Thor uh, finds out he's still worthy and gets the other hammer back after mm. talking to his mother. That was good scene. That was a really good scene, and like I didn't expect her to come back. She's dead. Um, yeah, and they really. That was one of the first ins- instances of time travel, and how they're like opening the multiverse. I guess.
0: Yeah, um, I th- I thought um, Joe's answer was really we ch- we chose to leave him last because it really kind of summed up the MCU as a whole. Um, because movie movie or the MCU kind of kicks off like truly in, in true fashion with I am Iron Man, and to have it kind of kind of get to a I don't know if this is the end of it, but to ha- have kind of like that last moment. Um, of the big, big battle, um, have the iron, I am Iron Man again, perfect, yeah, I mean, uh, perfect scene sequence, like with Dr. Strange saying one, and like, you know, you just know, this is like the climax thing of the, <laughs> of the whole incident you. So I thought that was, that was a really good answer. Um, but yeah, I, a couple things I wanted to highlight. Um, what's with the black widow hate? yeah so it was all throughout the group chat everyone was saying like she's a terrible actress and like she's a Alyssa terrible character saying it. i mean yeah, yeah him or uh, her and nick
2: i just never
1: liked her like i don't have a reason as to why i just never liked her. that being said i also absolutely hated scarlet witch until wandavision came out so i might be eating my words tomorrow
2: it's
0: yeah. fair, Who knows? It's fair. I, um I, she she's she's not like amazing she's not amazing as black widow like 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 her character be, could be better, but it's not. It's not like she's awful. Oh, I'm not it's sitting terrible. here.
1: I don't like. It's not any flaw of the actress. I think it's just I don't care about her character. Oh, uh, okay. I also kind of feel the same hot take here. Maybe I kind of feel the same about Brie Larson. I don't yeah. think Captain. I don't think Captain Marvel is awful because Brie Larson is awful. I think Captain Marvel is just a poorly written character. Like it was the same thing with Chadwick Boseman versus T'Challa. Like I think Chadwick Boseman is an amazing person and actor, but I just think like T'Challa's role in Black Panther was very underwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my main criticism of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Where
1: And just, I think I view Black Widow as a very underwhelming character. Maybe it's because I haven't seen Civil War and I think she's pretty big in that. Uh mm-hmm. she's she can be.
2: Well but she didn't get character development at all in any of these movies. Like, you don't really get to see her character develop too much until these last two movies.
0: You only... Yeah, you, in the last... Like, um, you, she only really develops in the Avengers movies. Um, you yeah. see a little bit of development in Winter Soldier where you get, like, a hints of her backstory and then Age of Ultron where you actually see her backstory a little bit. Yeah. But, but we, it, it's, like, very few and far between with her.
2: Yeah, they definitely um, should have come out with the Black Widow solo well, movie before all of this. Just to give us more of like – just to see what Scarlett Johansson can do with the
0: character. I think that and definitely would have been – if you could have squeezed it right in next to Captain Marvel. Because I understand to have that like big epic moment, people would even be calling that even more of a BS moment when she comes in than it already is if, if we didn't have her movie established beforehand. But if you – Black Widow would have been perfect to put right, right, where, right in that spot. So yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. Um, and for some people who say Scarlett Johansson isn't a good actress, have you fucking seen Marriage Story? No. Because goddamn, she can act in that I movie haven't. with You're Adam gonna, Driver. You would
0: cry, so I... you would Oh my Cry That's hardcore.
1: Really not hard for me to do.
0: <laughs> oh. You cried when Peter Parker died, so.
1: For forty fucking minutes,
0: mind <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah.
2: Yeah, she's amazing. She's so good in that movie, and so is Adam Driver, and it's just Oh, it's just <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, so the good. <laughs> so I have another question. Uh, do you blame Star Lord for the snap? Sephion, <laughs> okay. okay. she's so she's got a point. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do blame him. Yeah. Okay. Why?
1: Um, I think he's so easy to hate. <laughs> He is so easy to hate. I don't know if it's because of the character. I don't know if it's because it's Chris Pratt. I think it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> it's like that Kara Dune syndrome.
0: I get that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's so easy to hate. Um, but also absolutely.
0: Yeah, because... Like
1: it... I feel like this could have been so avoidable, but he's just dumb white boy. <laughs> fucks it all
0: up. Yeah, he did it for love. Kind of bullshit reasons. That I, I do blame him too. Yeah. I think because like... Imagine what, what could have happened if they got the gauntlet off him because Thanos was, I mean, Iron Man was able to make him bleed with even with the gauntlet. So imagine what, in, in, and Captain America could hold him off with, with, with the gauntlet. So imagine what, what, how powerless Thanos would have been without it. Like Doctor Strange could have just like cut off his arm or something, which is another bullshit thing. Why didn't he cut off his arm? Well, <laughs> we're
1: missing the obvious point of he could have just killed Gamora.
0: Oh, Doctor Strange could have killed no, Gamora? No, Star-Lord. Oh, he, he tried to.
2: He, he did try to. Did
1: he not shoot her? He did, but then Thanos... The, he turned
0: his gun to bubbles.
1: The
2: reality stone.
1: But yeah. she was begging him to do it, like, before. He, was he not?
0: Well, she's like, if, if it comes down to it, do it.
1: Was there not more of an opportunity, like, before Thanos was there for her to be like, listen, like...
0: I mean, well, if... Because Quill hesitated. I... I... I, I, I I think it worked the worked the way it way it did how it, how it ended up working out but like he he did try to kill her
1: Yeah but it was too late at it that point. It was too late cuz
0: he he had he had Thanos had Gamora like like at like, mm-hmm. like you know at the gunpoint or gauntlet mm-hmm. point Well so so what
1: I'm <laughs> saying is if he hadn't hesitated he probably
0: would have killed her Yeah Yeah so but he hesitated because he loves her and like
1: But Gamora had warned him ahead of time being like listen if it comes to this, you need to kill me, and he still hesitated.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he and here we are come now. And then he fucked it up when when they almost got the the the. Honor. What do you think, Dan? Oh, I'm the same way. It's, He's completely, so easy his to
2: hate. it's yeah. completely his fault. It's completely his fault because uh, dumb fuck, dumb fuck just had to punch him in the face. Why?
0: Because plot, Dan. Because plot. Because edit. It went,
2: yeah, I know. It's a driving force behind the whole plot and it wouldn't have gotten to end game and y- yada, 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 whatever. But, ah. Uh.
0: Anyway, uh, what are your picks for a favorite scene or sequence, though? We probably should have hit that beforehand, but we got I said mine already. Oh, okay. Mine is, I agree with Nick. Um, you already the, said this. The dusting scene. I already said that.
1: Yeah, it didn't. You were like, this is why we put Nick at the end because he covered really good points. No,
0: no, Joe. We put Joe at yeah, the no, end. We never did oh, his. never mind. Yeah, no, Nick said he the, the dusting, uh, like the Thanos' snap, because you know he's like, I don't like to repeat myself. But yeah, it was, it was perfect. Uh, it was so fresh, and, and just watch a little peeker, I <laughs> Wait, what did I say in here? It doesn't seem because feeling that catharsis where the heroes finally lose was so interesting, and not to be depressing like Nick said, but it was just so fresh, and I could watch a little Peter Parker dust away a million times. What the fuck is wrong? It with It was you? <laughs> such an interesting scene. I could like you never like you know how you like you listen to sad music when you're sad. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh
2: <laughs> well, I guess because it's
0: so interesting.
2: Yeah, that's right. You're not into music. You fucking. I'm right not out. into music. Oh, right. I'm. Just, it's not a music guy. Yeah, and you come at me all you so. want. He watches Sad Boy TV shows. That, yeah, that's what he does. Sad Boy. That's that's his his. Uh, catharsis i guess
0: (laughs) um that's why we watch movies i'm not going to go into the science of movie watching because you guys will say i'm boring no
2: no 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 no. never said that no no okay take it easy (laughs) let's get into the next question so (laughs) all right big question for everyone here which is the better movie infinity war or endgame
11: uh infinity war is better by leaps and bounds infinity war is probably one of the best movies ever made in my opinion it has everything that i needed from a marvel movie in it and then the overwhelming thing that i needed the most was a loss by the heroes and every goddamn hero movie they always win they always win and i'm not saying i actively root against the good guy because i'm not a Sociopath, but it's a formula, you know what I mean? Every single time it's you know, okay, this is what happens, and this is how the villain is developed, and then there's a there's a slight dip for the hero, and then but then he comes back with this amazing comeback. Well, you know what? They flipped it on its head, they didn't stand a chance from the beginning, and it was awesome. Oh, it was so great. I love seeing them lose.
3: I knew I I love seeing them lose. Because I needed to know how they were going to win. For me, I'd say uh, the first one, Infinity War, is probably the better one. Because it establishes the stakes. And it's kind of like it's it's a race against time. And you can feel the tension as they race to gather the stones before Thanos does. And I just just like the emotional stakes were higher and in endgame there was emotion but it was more towards the end and the rest of it was just like ooh, we're zipping around in time zip zap zap, whatever and it was it just it didn't click for me the same way uh the first one did
8: i have to say endgame like endgame just for the title itself is the conclusion of 10 years of like what you said, 22 films that just, of all the trials and tribulations and just behind the scenes stuff, uh, well, not behind the scenes stuff in the sense of like making the film, obviously, but all of everything that was leading up to Thanos was such a great payoff when Endgame came around, just to show like everybody was still wanting to fight Thanos to try rewrite everything that he's done and you know when they were successful and all that there was just a whole lot of callbacks into that film and just all that accumulation and build up and all that was just the best payoff that we could ever get in a comic book movie being you know adapted
4: so i definitely think infinity war is the better movie i've always thought that um nothing against endgame i thought endgame was great but Uh, especially tying in with my favorite sequence, the whole snap at the end of the movie happening just really leaves you with a sense of dread when you left the movie theater for the first time or when it's finishing up at home or wherever you're watching it. I think you just walk away with a lot more to think about from Infinity War. Endgame is the resolutions of it all. It's satisfying, but I don't think it's better than Infinity War.
5: I personally, I think, in my honest opinion, Infinity War was the better movie. I don't I, I, I don't know. It, it just you had more time with all your iconic characters. It was fun. I liked the whole going time travel aspect to it. It was cool. I look I enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't like the whole quantum fucking thing. Ant Man had too I don't like Ant Man, he had too much fucking power. Fuck that. So yeah, I'm gonna say Infinity War just because I'm biased and I really don't fucking care. About Endgame. Yeah, but let me tell you this, though. These two movies don't top the great film that is Shrek 2. The greatest sequel of all time. Number one, you have handsome Shrek. Donkey's a fucking stallion. It's beautiful. Everything about it.
14: I think... As much as I really liked both of them, I think Infinity War was my favorite because I went into the theater and I didn't know that this was only part one of two. I didn't know there was a second movie. So I just like walked in blind, had no idea what the movie was even about. I just went with a group of friends and we get to the end and half of the MCU is dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? What is this? What is this? Like, what? what?" My mind was blown. And then my friends were like... You do realize there's another movie, but I was like so shook because of what I had just witnessed that I like it took me so much time to like collect myself because my mind was just blown. I was crying. I was like, I don't know how to handle this emotionally. I'm scarred for life.
13: So I think the best one out of the two movies would have to be Infinity War, only because people actually die and there's a sense that they may not come back. Obviously, that's not the case now since Endgame came around, but it definitely held that fear like, oh my god, Spider-Man's not coming back. Oh my god, you know, he or she's not coming back. How how are they? How can they do this? How could Thanos win? And then obviously there's a fucking do-over with uh, Endgame, but I definitely think the stakes raised really high with Infinity War, and I think that made it the better movie.
10: That is such a hard question. I like them both for different things. But if I had to pick one um, that I, I like better and have watched more, I would have to go with Endgame. Endgame was just the better movie, um, in my opinion. Uh, they both have their wins, but, like, man, goddamn, is it a good movie? Like, even, I know it's a long movie, but, man, you just pop that on after you got off work and just chill out, have it on in the background even and every time you tune in you're like man it's a good scene man this is a great dialogue man these are great characters and there's so many characters they have oh it was like what they built for like no one's ever tried to do a film series like this and like god is it something special isn't it
12: oh that is so hard because they're both like that's like Kind of the Lord of the Rings principle where they're meant to be watched as like a single unit. Because Endgame means nothing without the context of Infinity War. And Infinity War doesn't have the same kind of satisfying conclusion as Endgame. I would say Endgame actually is the superior movie because of the characterization treatment that all the original cast of the Avengers get. Like Captain America gets, like, makes that decision within himself to stop seeking war and settle down. Tony sacrifices himself for the greater good, which it kind of seems like it's always been building up to. Um, The Hulk has made peace with his own inner demons and has balanced them. Uh, Hawkeye has finally gotten the chance to get with his family unfortunately black widow ended up dead (laughs) i didn't like what they did with thor but they ended the movie in such a way that it seemed that thor was gonna go on to do bigger and better things than everything that had happened prior so i i liked the generalized characterization that every character got in endgame
6: see i had a answer written down here but now i'm uh, now i'm rethinking it but I think I liked Infinity War better because the loss of, like, Nat and Gamora just, like, really sent me up. <laughs> because I, I think Gamora was really essential to the Guardians. I think the Guardians work because they're all together. They're, an, they're a true ensemble. I don't necessarily think that they work when they're not all together. I think that they, each of the characters is kind of weak if they're not You know in the same movie as a group together i think that they don't they play off each other really well and without that they kind of fall a little flat the reason i have to say infinity war overall the reason i think infinity war is the better film despite all the fan service and the iconic moments at the end of endgame and tony stark's well-deserved send-off um that do make endgame great i think infinity war is better because steve's ending steven roger's ending absolutely retcon's so much for me and it makes me dislike the ending and i forget that the movie doesn't end right after tony snaps because of how much i dislike Steve, like steve's ending i think it doesn't make any sense um and i think it completely contradicts steve's entire storyline from like and everything that he went through to become like you know more accustomed to the times and like not just so focused on being captain america and what the mantle means. And then on top of that, I think the ending just completely retcons everything he did for Bucky. I think it goes back on everything he learned, everything he was trying to do and everything he wanted to do for Bucky. What was the point of civil war or the winter soldier? If in the end, he wasn't really there for him until the end of the line. Like he really wasn't. He was like, uh, I know that you're here now and you're, you're healthy and you're probably going to just keep getting better and I'm probably going to get my best friend Bucky back soon. But, like, I don't know, man. This chick from the 40s that I knew for, like, a month is really hot. So I'm going to just undo everything that we just did to go spend time with her. Bye. Like, it just didn't make sense to me and it kind, of, it kind of threw off all the good things that Endgame brought to the table. So that's why I think Infinity War was a much more enjoyable movie for me but that is just my personal opinion.
7: It's a tough it's definitely a tough 50-50. I think Infinity I mean um I think Endgame had a better like I think it definitely summed up the story pretty well, but I don't think it was worth the 3-hour wait. I kind of felt like there was a lot of scenes that didn't need to be added or could have been shortened. Infinity War, I know like a lot of people think Infinity War is better, Um, and I can somewhat agree on that, but I, if, if if, I I have to say infinity war, but if Endgame was much shorter than three hours, I'm pretty sure it probably would have been better than infinity war. I think they just stretched it too long.
9: I think this might be, um, a different opinion than others, but I think it should, I think it should go to infinity war just because when you first, like when you first watch through it, you don't know what's going to happen. Have no idea. And it's so intense and the fighting sequences are so cool. Yes, I know Endgame has that crazy epic fighting scene, but in a way, if you watch Infinity War and then you see Endgame, it's kind of predictable in that sense. They're not going to lose in Endgame. Whereas Infinity War, you get the sense that they lost and the the stakes are so much higher. Especially when, you know, you start losing superheroes one by one. And just thinking about that is just unbelievable. So I, th- I think I would have to go with Infinity War just because the fights, I think, had a lot more stakes into them. And we didn't know how it was going to go down especially like the first time watching it in theaters like you had no idea what was going to go on but then after seeing Infinity War and thinking of Endgame and you're like okay yes it's going to be epic yes it's going to have amazing fight sequences yes it's going to be good but it has that predictability that you know probably something good will come out of it despite the fact that we lose Iron Man yeah that sucks but it's kind of predictable in that, you know, eventually the Avengers were going to win.
0: Okay. Last, wait, no second. So, well, second last, to last. Big question. last actual question. Yes.
2: All right. So, um, lots, we had everybody have an answer on here, which is great for this question. Yeah. And for the most part, we had a pretty even split of
0: end game and mm-hmm. infinity war. I think I, infinity war beat out just like, like one or two, but yeah,
2: it was very, it was pretty close. Um, we were very surprised, because I, I feel like we're all on the same page with yeah, what we think this movie is, or yeah, which one's a better one.
0: Yeah, we're all in agreement that it's Infinity War, right? Yeah.
2: Correct. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, I didn't want to, like, bring it up so early, but, you know, like, what, what's, what do you, do you hear that? I think, I, oh, I think we have a Structure 101 incoming. Oh, oh, shit. Okay.
2: Welcome to Structure 101 with your host, Danny Wass. Pick me.
0: So, Structure 101 for Infinity War. Um, first off, we have the inciting moment, inciting incident, which is Thanos acquiring the Infinity Gauntlet because it usually describes the event that sets the story in motion. Um, that takes place pre-story, more or less uh, at the end of end- Avengers Endgame, or uh, Age of Ultron. Um, then we have the the, key, the real inciting moment, I think, where Thanos attacks the Asgardian refugee ship, and then he gets the Space Stone. Um then the first plot point: Cap, Natasha, and Sam return to defend Wanda and Vision, which that great entrance. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> great that entrance. Was fantastic. Um, then we have first pinch point with Thanos abducting Gamora. Then the midpoint, which is where everything kind of turns on its head. Um, Gamora reveals where the where the Soul Stone is, and that's what yeah. what we've been waiting for to see oh, yeah. the entire the entire MCU up until that point, where where that stone is. So that's cool. Um, second pinch point, uh, Thanos's forces arrive on earth and then they start to fight on Wakanda when the, that's where they kind of prepare to fight and stuff. Um, then they have, then they have basically the whole second act, second half of the second act is them fighting, um, for control, who's going to win. Then Thanos shows up on Titan and, um, basically beats the shit out of them. And, oh, and we have like the, um, Scene with the with where Quill fucks everything up. Yeah, that's not really in the plot, um, but that could be like one of like a reversal, like an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Um, Third plot point is when Doctor Strange finally hands over the Time Stone um, and says, just to save Tony, like you know, because he has fourteen million six hundred five possibilities with only one outcome. This is the only way. That's impressive that you memorized that number. Yeah, fourteen million six hundred five. Um, then we have the climax, which is more or less a bunch of, (laughs) ding, (laughs) there is more or less a, um, a bunch of different moments kind of strung out into, into one kind of sequence of a climax sequence. So we have Thanos arriving on earth and then he joins the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, then we have kind of a fake climax where Wanda destroys the mind stone. So we're like, Oh Whoa! We we finally win, and then nope, the reversal comes when Thanos rewinds time, which yep. is the true climactic moment, mm. and then kills Rest Thanos. The fuck
2: out of Vision, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And then we have kind of like a, one more tiny reversal with Thor coming in with the with the or uh, with Stormbreaker. He's um, like, and then we have the awesome classic line: "You should have gone for the head." Oh, it was so good. And then we have kind of like a resolution ish to Thanos's story because he is the main character of Infinity War. He can't deny it. Um I love I love how just a side note I love how at the end of uh, Infinity War they say Thanos will return in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So cool. So cool. It's funny. I love um, it. But yeah, uh, then we get uh the actual resolution where Thanos wipes out half the universe with his snap, the Avengers lose, and Thanos escapes and that's it. And then you hit the final I think the last the last um line of Infinity War is Captain America saying, "Oh my god." Yep, Or or, Oh God, or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Perfect. Perfect structure. And that was
2: Structure 101 with your host, Danny Wass. Yeah, with me. Anyway, after that uh, little Structure 101 break in here, um, to me, Infinity War is better because in superhero movies, you almost never see the heroes lose at the end, and in the capacity at which they lost everyone, setting up that climactic showdown in Endgame, like, there were so many classic scenes in Infinity War, like the opening scene in space where Loki dies, Thor getting crispy from a star, uh, the snap, <laughs> the devastation after the snap, Vision getting brought back to life and then brutally slain by Thanos. Yeah, it's just so much better than all the callbacks and the fan service in Endgame, to me.
0: Yeah, and as a fan, I can't I can't deny that I like like I love like like the. Oh my god tongue twister <laughs> i like the callbacks and stuff in endgame um but that's not exactly what makes a good movie and endgame relies and like you know very very are very well deserved I'm not, i don't want to take anything away from endgame because it's well deserved that this is the the victory lap for 11 years of filmmaking 23 movies in the making like it it, it definitely deserved it and but it's overall it, it's sloppy with structure. That's why we did a structure 101 on Infinity War and not Endgame. Yeah, Being huh. that, it's a lot. Infinity War is a lot much tighter. It it has a better distribution of the characters, obviously, because we have more of them. Gets to the point pretty quickly. It gets to the point. It's breakneck speed, but like has good pacing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's overall, I think it's 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 a great it's a grand masterclass master in writing at least the way baby yes. Baby Driver was a master class in editing. Um. But yeah, like Infinity War and you don't see you don't see the heroes lose ever and great change of pace, it's fresh, it's new, it's it.
2: Yeah. It's, you you <laughs> sound t- like a
0: fashion mogul. Yeah. You talked about the
2: pacing in um Infinity War and how tight it was. And I thought the pacing was really well done in Endgame too for what it was. Like it did not feel like a 3-hour movie.
0: I think the first like like the first time watching it the pacing is fine because you have the first act, which is the first hour, which is, um, you know, really low because you're you're reeling from the from the from the snap. So yep. you have you have to take an hour to kind of get out of that. Second hour is the th- the heist, and then the third hour is the big climactic fight. So it's evenly broken up into hours, which I thought was neat. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I thought you were going to keep going. You didn't,
2: um, step. Why do you think Infinity War is a better movie?
1: No, probably no movie has made me feel the way that the ending of Infinity War did. And I say it time and time again, but it's so refreshing seeing the good guys lose. And the, sh- the sheer like shock I felt in like, the days after seeing Infinity War, after the snap, like sitting here like, this just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, watching Tony Stark die was, like, a fraction of a comparison to how the ending of Infinity War felt.
0: Yeah, because all your favorite characters died.
1: Well, I mean, not even that. It's, like...
0: Well, all the new characters died.
1: Watching, obviously, like, watching Peter Parker die sucked. But, like, the ending of Endgame with essentially losing both Cap and Tony absolutely Mm -hmm. sucked. That was heart-wrenching. But it didn't... That was, like, personally, that personally hurt me because I love those characters so much. But just, like, the actual, like, shock value that came out of the snap, nothing compares to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, you, you mentioned um, Steve or Steve and Tony's endings. I want to, just wanted to bring back what Bailey was talking about where, um, you know— she doesn't like how how his arc ended. I think she. I don't. I'm not sure. I per, okay. I'm not saying she missed the mark, but I'm okay. saying what I get out of out of Steve's um, arc is it's about him learning to give up the fight. You know, like how they said an end or in Age of Ultron, uh, Tony was just like, "Isn't that why we fight to end the fight?" And then Steve gets all frustrated and rips the log. That's a great little scene of subtext where it's like Steve doesn't want to end the fight because that's all he is at that at that moment so he need you know in the, in, in, in the end game he says i think i want to give the slice of life what tony was saying or get some of that life that i was missing out on yeah and i think that was more about steve learning to give up the fight and not be self or be selfish for once and that's why it's a great dichotomy between him and tony which is because Tony had to learn not to be selfish and he ended up putting his life on the line and sacrificing himself.
2: Yeah, made a sacrifice in play. and play. He's not like, the one to make the sacrifice and play. Well exactly. he kinda is. Yeah. So he kinda was even in the first Avengers. He went through into fucking space with a nuke. Yeah. So I a, mean
0: there was a little tiny mini arc and then he yeah. got like, you know, a lot of anxiety from it, and, you know, which I thought was interesting in Iron Man three, which that's a, a completely different movie off topic. But Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I just had to bring that up. Um <laughs>
2: And, yeah, yeah, Steve, oh, I could do this all day. Well, maybe I don't want to do this all day anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's not a kid anymore. Yeah, he knew – again, I do like that uh, Bailey brought up. He only knew um, Peggy for a month. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, you know, but like –
0: you really just want to go smash? I, I mean, that's know. kind of... <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's comic books. And, you know, the, the, the characters that are important to the audience. And, like, you know, Sharon never, like, really latched on. So, like, Peggy was kind of always, like, the, the main uh, interest, love interest. You think Steve ever told Peggy that... Uh, <laughs> that <he> yeah. Is... <laughs> uh, I wonder how that went over. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I... Oh, yeah. yeah. So I kissed your niece that hasn't even been born yet. Uh, oh, Steve. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, and one more thing. There's that, always that theory that went around at Peggy's funeral. Was that Cap holding her casket?
0: I think it was. Like old Cap. If we're bringing Cap into the into the um, modern t- – I don't think the timeline works with how they established the time travel. But if we're already just kind of saying screw it, totally. That was definitely Steve. Mm-hmm. Just like how that was Peter Parker in Iron Man 2 where he almost gets blown up and yeah. then Iron Man saves him. So I, I, I want to believe that. So, and just all these little fan theories, I I think they're all true. Yeah. All right. Mephisto. Mephisto. (laughs) All
2: right. Uh, Let's get into our final, I guess, not really question, but uh, other thoughts that our guests have for um, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War that we didn't touch on. Yeah, actually, I have one really big,
11: overwhelming one. Thanos in the endgame is a huge pussy. That's it. That's my thought. I think if you compare Thanos from Infinity War to Thanos from Endgame, Infinity War Thanos would have kicked the living shit out of Endgame Thanos. First off, Thor just chops his head off. Like, that's it. Granted, you know, okay, he distorted the Infinity Stone, so he's like a crippled th- version of Thanos. Fine. I'll give you that. But then you have like the five or ten year previous Thanos, who's supposed to be like the Titan, the the friggin you know terrorists of the world of the universe whatever yeah where was he because all i saw was thanos from endgame get his ass kicked by scrubs infinity war showed thanos for who he was the dominant terrorist and what did we get in endgame a pussified version
12: yes i would like to talk about the uh how stretchy Thanos' asshole is if Ant-Man were to crawl up inside it and expand. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) Honestly, one aspect in which I think Disney kind of fucked up is I wish they had done a Captain Marvel movie after. And instead, they had put the Black Widow movie in the place of Captain Marvel to give Black Widow that extra bit of characterization, that little bit of build-up, just so her death in Infinity War, or rather Endgame, was that much more devastating. Because when I watched it, I was like, okay, well, I kind of figured this might happen. Uh, Like, Black Widow's been a staple character in a lot of movies, but she never really had the spotlight. So I never felt like her death mattered a whole lot as opposed to, like, say, Iron Man's, or anyone else who could have died. But if they had put in a movie in which she had gotten better characterization, where she was the star, I feel like that would have made her death that much more impactful.
8: This is a little bit of a jokey thing for, like, other thoughts. I, I I come to, like, think back where I like, Thanos was attacking Thor and the Hulk first and all that. And this is, like, a jokey thing where we, we're in, we we're in college, Dan. Where, I, I don't know who thought about this, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Where Thor realizes Thanos is probably on Earth during the time just doing the same stuff that's going on. <laughs> this is gonna be fucking perverted shit. So, in a last-ditch effort. Thor, with his godly power, grabs Hulk by the dick, swings him around, throws him into the into the earth. And when Thanos was thinking about snapping, <laughs> the Hulk fucking sucks Thanos in the fucking face with his dick, and it, and and it probably doesn't like hurt him or anything, but it just the shame of just having. <laughs> that happened to him and he's just like he's probably gonna use like the reality Storm or no time stone just to be like yeah i'm just gonna restart this again and i'm just gonna fucking kill thor and hulk
14: so i mean this one's gonna be a big spoiler for uh any people that haven't watched wandavision yet but like even just in endgame seeing how devastated wanda was was horrible because she lost everything And then to, like, have it followed up by WandaVision and just seeing how, like, her tragedy turned into this crazy alternate universe thing was wild. You kind of just watch her whole life get, like, taken away from her right before her eyes. Like, I mean, Age of Ultron, like, her brother, obviously. And then you see her go into Endgame and Infinity War and then she loses vision. And... He was, like, the only thing keeping her sane. But then, like, just to, like, follow it up with, like, uh, WandaVision, it was just kind of crazy. And I loved WandaVision. I thought it was really good.
3: In terms of the MCU uh, post-Endgame, I am liking how they're kind of involving, like, the post-snap society and how the world adjusted to this crazy thing. Because... You'd think like in a in a superhero series, they'd be like, oh, that thing that, that genocide that killed half the people, let's not talk about it. Let's get back to the fun one-liners and action. But like in WandaVision and uh Falcon and Winter Soldier, you actually really see it from like a normal person's point of view, like how the snap really damaged people's lives, like um Falcon's sister trying to start up a business and um what's her name um the the lady in wandavision who whose mom um vanished and um yeah i just i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing next i'm definitely looking forward to loki and uh, moon knight and all those guys
13: with thanos dead and you know new avengers coming along uh and old ones retiring or dead uh very curious to see how marvel goes about with I think it's phase four now. I I mean, obviously, things are coming around with Disney Plus and shows like that, but I really want to see what the movies are going to be like in the future and who's going to be in them.
9: During Infinity War, I had the worst experience with holding your pee during the movies. <laughs> I am not the one. I'm not that kind of person to pay like $10 and then in the middle of the movie, I have to go and pee and miss like 10 minutes. I hate that. I don't want to miss any part of my movie because I paid for the movie. I want to see the whole thing. So I think when I saw Infinity War the first time in theaters, I, I was with my friends. It was in college. Um, and I think it was like halfway into the movie, I had to pee. But I was like, eh, I think I'll be fine. There's an, I don't think, I don't think I'll, I'll, you know, I think I could push through. I think I'll be fine. Um, then the space dog fight happened. I don't know if that's halfway through or later on, but that was when I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I kind of feeling it. I probably need to pee. But I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to push forward. I'm going to, I'm going to push through. I'm going to make it. It's going to be fine. I make it to like the, uh, Thanos versus, uh, Iron Man and everybody scene, like trying to get the gauntlet out. And I'm like, Okay. I'm like setting myself up in the seat, like I'm sitting upright. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. We're almost there. And then like everybody starts disappearing and like now the pain starts setting in and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. And I'm like, I know there's an ending credit scene. So I'm I'm going to push through until then. I I get to like the credits and I'm just like breathing. Breathing in and out, like in through the nose, out through the mouth, and every and my friends are like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I need to pee, but I'll be fine. I just need to get through the ending credit scene, and it's all good." I'm I get through the ending credit scene, and I sprint to the bathroom. I sprint. I was I got so like focused and driven, like I I am fine. Everything's fine. I finally get into the bathroom. I finally pee. It's all good, but I, it it was it was so bad that it still hurt with my two, my sister and my friend in the car, and I was just like so pissed. And my my friend who was sitting in the passenger seat was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm gonna be okay. Just give me an hour." And I just I drove my friend home, <laughs> and I was just like. Oh my God, I ne- I could never do that again.
7: I think probably the one that I would really want to watch is um, the new Thor. I think Love and Thunder would actually be really good if they keep it as like a 1980s sort of like I think that one would actually come up pretty well because Ragnarok was really good. I really enjoyed that one and I'm hoping maybe the sequel to that will be a lot better. Even better, I mean. uh, Yeah. This lemon
10: cello is so strong; I can't taste my vitamin water anymore.
6: I'm looking forward to the Black Widow movie. I really am. I am. I, I really hope they do her justice because it's about damn time she got a solo movie. It's far too late, I think. In my personal opinion, I think a lot of people don't like her, or a lot of people find her boring, or a lot of people find her like a background character or very, very second, secondary to you know um, the rest of the Avengers. Uh, Because I don't. Because yeah, they. They. You know, her whole thing is that she's mysterious. Like her, her, she's very mysterious. She's a chameleon. She's this. You know, one of the best spies in the world. She's the Black Widow, and you don't really know her past because she has so many aliases, and she kind of keeps it very hidden. And that gives her this really cool allure. But I also think that they went too far with the mystery, and we don't get enough backstory to really connect with her as a character in the way that you do Steve, Tony, Thor. I would like to say Bruce, but he also you know, with the way everything is didn't get in like a lot of backstory, but we didn't need it. Cause we know the history of the Hulk, we know the backstory of the Hulk, we know what happens and how he gets to be the Hulk. I don't think that black widow was, is touched on enough, like her background. And I know it's just to keep the allure of mystery and make her really cool and seem, you know, really stealthy. And that's her whole thing. But I don't think it gave the audience enough time and enough information to give it that little hint in Age of Ultron to really grip us and connect you to the character like how people have connected with Iron Man Steve or Thor or Bruce you know it didn't really give you enough information to relate to her or to like even try to connect or understand why she is the way she is and I think that this movie is like Obviously very much needed, but, but I think it's a little too late. Although I'm very excited to see what they do with it, and I hope it's fantastic because she deserves a fantastic solo movie. She really does.
2: And that was other thoughts. So, yeah, our uh, our crew has some very interesting, very somewhat drunk thoughts towards the end. Yeah, Joe with
0: the, with the Thanos or what, take Hulk's dick or... Take, yeah, it's like take Hulk's dick and throw it at, at Thanos or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, helicopter Hulk's dick apparently. Um,
2: yeah, then there was um, Joe couldn't taste his vitamin water. Yeah, other Joe. Sorry, other,
0: other Joe. Other Joe.
2: Um, Bailey coming in clutch with the movies. Black Widow. I I think Black Widow is going to do decent at the box office. Mm. I think it's gonna be in middle middle of the road.
0: Yeah, movie. it's tracking to be it's tracking to be not not very good financially for them. So, uh, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a middle of the road movie critically uh, or I guess audience scores could good. critic critic scores vary between audience and critics. So, yeah, I mean, ScarJo already said goodbye to the character. She's done after this.
2: That's official. Oh, OK. Like in an interview recently, I'm pretty sure she said she's done with the character. Wow. So I think she's she's done as well. Huh. So I don't like that. I, I think Florence Pugh is going to replace her. Okay. And I, from what we're seeing in the trailers, I mean, I'm, Florence I, she's she,
0: Florence Pugh is a great actress. So yeah,
2: I, I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm not, a, I'm I'm not excited a, to see David Harbour, as yeah, that Guardian. Oh my God. Yeah. So I guess we could talk about the shows a little bit. I mean, um, who brought up Wandavision and the other thoughts that we just did? Um, oh, who's was it a. Alyssa. I like
1: them. Alyssa, Alyssa yeah, brought she, it up. Alyssa, yeah.
2: so she talked about Wandavision, and I enjoyed Wandavision for the most part, yeah. except for the first and last episode.
0: <laughs> but which I understand the first episode because it, it was very much the niche. It was very much the '60s sitcom. Yes, only it's hard to rewatch. I don't. I still don't rewatch it, even in my like supercut that I do. And then the ending, it's hard to end a show. I I understand the difficulty of it, so I I give them. Give them kind of a little bit of credence, but you know,
2: as long as it's setting up Doctor Strange two, which I think is yeah,
0: ooh, um, yeah, Doctor Strange two, and that's your movie you're looking forward to, right? That is yes, that is
2: one or Sep's looking forward to that one. You're looking forward to Doctor Strange
1: very two, very much so.
0: Yeah, I'm probably I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I'm just excited for it to. It's a horror movie, like. Directed a by horror, Sam Raimi, a horror movie directed by Sam Raimi, so it's gonna be funny too. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the in the MCU, ah, oh, it's just it's set up to be in the. I, I'm as I'm about as excited as I was when the last Jedi came out, so I'm really hoping. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to put a damper on it.
2: Don't don't say Last Jedi. You, <laughs> I don't even know how you said the Last Jedi right there without
0: I would, having not to throw up. I was th- like, it was it was kind of like this feeling of like it can't miss. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it still missed, but like. I I have that feeling again, and I and I really hope Sam Raimi can pull through because I I trust him more. I trust Sam Raimi more because he's actually done a superhero movie before. Yeah. Three of them actually. And so, No Way Home is my most highly anticipated movie this
2: year. No Way Home, and oh my god, just all the theories that are swirling around this movie have just got me just jumping from wall to wall to wall. And it's like, holy shit, is this gonna happen? Oh my god, what the fuck? It, are we bringing the Spider-Man back? Like, what is what is going on? It's- Dude, if... if
1: oh, I don't just, think I would have been as excited for this movie as I am without the end credit scene. And that's not even, like, a J.K. Simmons joke. <laughs> that's just, like, I'm so excited to see how, like, the public will handle that knowledge.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, two J.K. Simmons in the same movie? Oh, no, my no, God. No, what if the two J.K. Simmons? No, no, no. She's talking about... I'm talking about-,
1: about, like, the Mysterio video.
2: Yeah, she. How, oh, how the, yeah. Court, the whole court thing is gonna play out, like if. Oh, like, yeah. How that's gonna work? Like, is Daredevil? Is Charlie Cox gonna come back and replies That could. could Matt Murdock, thing here going. Oh, dude, I don't know. it's
0: gonna be. Dude, I can oh, see. I'm getting that feeling where it's like. Oh, it's gonna be so good. This one can't miss. If it misses, we are we are just screwed as a society. I, <laughs> if it misses, like yeah. Uh, there's
2: so much hype around this movie. But there's also so many villains that have been swirled around there. So I don't want it to be over-villainy like the, the other third Spider-Man yeah. was. It, yeah. It, it, you I just heard, can't do
0: it. Well, we haven't – we've heard Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina are signed on.
2: I had, No, we have not heard Willem Dafoe
0: was signed on. Oh, I thought he was going to be the main villain. No, that was a rumor. I said oh, I, rumor? I never said it. No, Alfred Molina and uh,
2: Jamie Foxx are officially signed on. Okay. Those are the two that are signed on.
0: All the others are rumors. Maybe they're giving them, like, maybe, I really hope it's not a Ralph Boner situation. <laughs> no, or they I, bring someone from a different universe no, and then...
2: I think something is happening with the timeline. And maybe one of these timelines has sent the bad guys from their dimensions
0: mm-hmm.
2: into this dimension. And they have to find a way back. That's why there's no way home.
0: Oh, so it's the no way home for the villains.
2: Yeah, and oh, then... Man. And then Maybe something's going to happen where, like, we get um, Norman Osborn buys the Stark Tower, and it, it becomes oh. Oscorp, and it is Willem Dafoe, maybe, and he's still the Green Goblin so, in this that'd universe. Be so,
0: that'd be so cool. Oh, my Dude, God. I just thought
2: of this all right now, and, like,
0: oh, fuck. And the multiverse of madness, because
2: I'm going mad oh for the movies. Oh, my or that maybe was, the Spider-Man can't get home either. I don't know. It's gonna be something like that.
0: Yeah. And what? Oh, what if? What if Tom Holland Spider-Man ends up in like Sam Raimi's universe? That'd be weird. By the end of the movie, that'd be weird. And then wait, wait, Spider, because Spider-Man No Way Home comes out before Doctor Strange, right? Yes. That, that maybe that could yeah, be like the whole mission.
2: Well, it won't be the of getting main Tom mission, Holland, but They back. find out like Peter's missing, and like. Maybe Doctor Strange has to go rescue him or something. Yeah, are we writing a movie right now, dude? I don't know. <laughs> I, if we're figuring this shit out right now, like, oh my god, our future selves are just like I'd be hyped. I'm probably yeah. wrong. We're okay, probably we gotta, definitely wrong. We gotta we gotta get off the Spider Man anyway. kick here for a second. Um,
0: my my other thoughts are um on I'm surprised we didn't I'm I was remember Bailey talking about we didn't I know we didn't include it but Bailey talked about um Thor's hammer in some some way and it made me remember. Um, cap lifting, like cap lifting Thor's hammer in Endgame, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to explain this as clearly as possible because it's very confusing. But Cap lifts the 2014 hammer. Okay? Yes. And <clears throat> we know in 2015, Cap pretends to lift the hammer. And there's a theory out there that Cap was tr- really trying to lift it and he couldn't. Couldn't yet because in twenty because he still needed to get one thing off his chest and tell Tony that Bucky killed Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. in Twenty sixteen. Yes. The thing is, Cap is Cap is lifting to the twenty fourteen hammer in Endgame. So before the confession of before before he even tries to pick it up before the confession of um, Tony's parents. Yes. So does the hammer transcend time, or does it? Or is or, or is the hammer only know the knowledge that Cap was Cap always worthy the whole time? So that kind of breaks breaks that that um, fan theory. I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't think Cap was worthy the whole time.
0: I think it just it still knows that Steve finally got
2: something off his chest with twenty twenty three Cap coming back to twenty. 20- so yeah, you think 14, the hammer just yes. like uh, just all knowing hammer? Yes, I, I feel like it knows. Like whoever tries to pick it up, it knows if they're worthy or not.
0: I okay. think that's what it is. So It's kind of like a flip switch kind of thing. Yeah, like because because it's. Cap, it's. I mean, it is twenty nineteen cap, so twenty twenty three or twenty twenty three cap. So okay, I like my head is that like. So, yeah, that, he, I mean, that he's does make sense.
2: But like, I I do like Bailey's theory as well though. So like, I don't. Mm, they're yeah. both really good.
0: Well, your your theory fits in with hers. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where I, mean,
2: I land with. These it. are just some things we've been thinking about. I don't know. Just. Let us know if you've made it this far in the podcast. What you, uh, what you think of it? And like,
0: it's probably s- definitely a TikTok um, <laughs> uh, clip. Yeah, problem. probably. <laughs> is.
2: Um, yeah, and I think that this is us uh, wrapping this episode up here. I think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Seth, do you have anything else you want to talk about quickly, or?
1: I managed to mention J.K. Simmons twice today.
2: Yes. We didn't talk about our yeah. Our text and group chat is what? What's the name of it?
1: Um,
2: <clears throat> this is for me, Danny, and Seth.
1: It is movie drunk, Drun... D R U N parentheses J Parenthesis... K another oh no it's D R U N open parenthesis... letter J close parenthesis... K S open parenthesis... Simmons Close parentheses. So it's movie <laughs> drawn J.K. Simmons.
2: Yep that that is it
0: is evolved I love it.
2: Yes, and we don't use it as much as we probably should. Oops. But you know what? It's okay.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, scheduling everything just all like a. Well, chain. That's not even
2: what I was getting at. Uh, I was just saying we don't text each other in the group chat as much as we yes. should.
7: Um,
0: hey, how you doing, Dan?
7: Leave me the fuck alone at
1: work. <laughs> That's me. Twenty nope. I was gonna say twenty-nine percent of the time, but ninety-nine percent of the time I'm like, leave me the fuck alone, I'm at work. That's
0: fair. That is fair. I said hi in the group chat, everybody. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Also wanted to do a great big thank you to everybody that was involved. Uh Chris, Bailey, Nick, Nate, uh Joe from Electronics, following Joren, Uh and Mike.
2: Yeah, then the other half of you, Alyssa, Megan, Joe Garcia, Benice, John, and James. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for being a part of these big episodes that we have. It's great to get more input on these big movies or TV shows like we did with Mandalorian. And just get other people's opinions on them. It's just a great time. Let's wrap this sucker up. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, with the handle at Movie Drunks Cast. You're Dan. I'm
0: Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny underscore Was or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Was. Also, find us on Letterboxed at Movie Drunks. And Sep, what would you like to add?
1: I'm sweaty and I want to go to Trader Joe's. I, so that's it.
0: I need to go home. <laughs> Keep an eye you out on. I have to go to me. bed. I have to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you're on the morning shift now.
2: Dumb bitch.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Um.
0: We'll uh. We'll catch y'all later. <laughs> yeah. Stay cool.
2: Wumbo. Cheers,
0: Cheers, bitch. bitch. Yeah. Ah.